Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, you're listening to The Simpsons 4 and 1 More. This is Bob Joy, and with me as always, my lovely co-host. Hello, it's Emma. And uh, we're talking about The Simpsons movie. Yeah, we are. This is a big one. It is. Um, this is the first time I've watched it since it was on the cinema. <laughs> so See, we're very... Well, like when we started talking about maybe doing the film, we both had like completely different sort of not opinions, but completely different outlooks. Because yeah. I'm a fan of the film, so I watch it every you know six months maybe. Um, right. Okay. So I've watched it loads since its release in the cinema. Um, okay. So I've got a lot of knowledge, like not knowledge, but like I've got a lot of. Um, I know exactly what happens when it happens, what jokes are yeah. where and things like that because I've watched it so many times. Whereas you were like the complete opposite. You was like, oh, I literally haven't seen it since the cinema. I was like, what? Like you're you're the big film buff. That like really, so, su- it really surprised me yeah. actually. My experience with it, well, the thing of me of being a uh, quote unquote film buff is I love just all genre of films. I'm not a snob. Um I just love film. And because there's so many films, I will never be able to watch them all. Like nine times out of 10, I always opt for watching a film I haven't seen. It's like nearly every night I watch another film I've never seen before. Mm. So out of maybe, you know, over 300 films I watch in a year, I probably only rewatch maybe like 10 to 15. Yeah. Um, so and this just never came up. It's one of the ones I've always wanted to rewatch, but never got around to it. But my history of it was sort of like it came out and it was a big deal, but I hadn't actually watched The Simpsons at that point for like seven years because this came out between season 18 and 19 um and i hadn't watched it for, is that right 18 and 19 yeah sounds about right yeah, it came out in 2007 yeah, i think yeah 2007 so, yeah yeah i hadn't watched it for years but i was like oh simpsons movie maybe i'll maybe i'll go and see that and it, i wasn't like desperate to see it and i hadn't seen any of the trailers but i was visiting family with uh one of my ex-girlfriends and um we said oh let's just get to the cinema because we didn't have anything to do for the night it was in weymouth and uh, I said, let's go see a Simpsons movie. And I had obviously grown up loving Simpsons, watching all the Simpsons. And she was very much just like, sure, I'll go see it. Like, didn't really 
never really watched much of the show. And we both just sort of came out going, yeah, that was pretty good. But and that was that it. was my reaction to it. Just like, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. And I never watched it again. Yeah. And actually in my memory of it over the years has shifted so that my memory of it was like, ah, it's not that good. Ah, uh, it's pretty weak, actually. And then over years, I've just like thought of it worse than it is. And whenever you watched it, I was like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I'd give it like a solid six out of ten. <laughs> I'm harsher of my scores, though. Yeah. See, that's kind of similar to my history as well. So I was the same as you. So when the Simpsons movie came out, I hadn't watched the Simpsons properly in a long, long time. Right. Just kind of grew out of it a little bit. Um, But because... I was such a massive Simpsons fan and like my family and friends knew me as this Simpsons fan. Um, when the film came out, I was like, I have to go see it. So I'm not going to lie. I wasn't like there on the opening night or anything like that, but I did see it quite early on. And mm-hmm. I was exactly the same as you when I came out. Like I was like, I really enjoyed that, but I wasn't blown away. Like there are yeah. some films that I come out of the cinema and I'm like, Oh my god, that was amazing! Yeah. But with the Simpsons film, I was like, "Yeah, I, as a Simpsons fan, I really enjoyed it. It was clever in certain ways, have um, you know? But it's not my favorite film of all time." And I think that I, that's... I will say that I was way better than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, it's pretty good, but also I was expecting it to be pretty bad. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, it's like watchable. Yeah. So for me, the Simpsons movie is. I watch it when either it's it's on the TV, if it's on, mm-hmm. um, or it's something like, I haven't seen that in a while, let's just put that on as like easy watching. So, mm-hmm. But it's not something that I'd be like, oh, I really want to watch the Simpsons movie. So it's, it's a bit of a weird one for me, but I do, I, ha- I have got good things to say about it, but I reckon I'd score it maybe a 7 out of 10. Cool. Mm. I've got, um, so... I sort of, when I was watching it, I was just making notes in general all the way through watching it. And then I went over my notes at the end and put a tick cross or a, uh, a circle next to the every line I'd made, I've written. Yeah. And ticks was, I haven't really written many lines. It's more just like thoughts whilst watching. Yeah. I put ticks next to all the things I liked. I put crosses next to the things I didn't like. And I put the circles next to just like talking points, things of yeah. interest. Yeah. Um, And then I sort of made my list going from that. And... So what we didn't really talk about what we were going to do with our list. So how no. did you approach your list? Um, so I watched the film um, back in, I would say, probably May time. Um, just mm-hmm. I was really poorly. Um, so I, it was sort of easy watching for me. And I watched it. And then I knew that we would discuss it, but I didn't really know when at that point. Mm-hmm. So I watched it. And then obviously when we decided, okay, the next time we record it will be the Simpsons movie, I then watched it again, even though I'd only watched it a couple of weeks prior. Yeah, yeah. But um, I didn't pay as much attention this time around I'm gonna be honest just purely because I was like I know what's happening I know the quotes and that kind of thing um but all I did really was just it I didn't tend to write much about things I didn't like I just put more things I did like about it and so my list really is the things I like really yeah that's what I've done yeah I've done four or more like the things I like about the film yeah yeah. Um, okay cool yeah so we've kind of taken the same angle because i know I, c- I couldn't remember if we were decided no we hadn't if we're doing things we like or <laughs> things of interest or just things about the film but i just no. did four and one more the things i like about the film 
my favorite 401 more things about it. Yeah, I kind of did the same thing. Um, yeah. Oh, cool. And then we can talk about the other things after. Yeah, so it's quite generalized, to be honest. I haven't made mm. a great deal of notes, but I was hoping that we could kind of springboard off each other with Yeah, yeah, I think there's plenty to talk yeah. about. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I cool. I think it'll be a slightly shorter episode than normal because yeah. normally we're talking about, you know, like 10 to 15 episodes. We're talking yeah. about basically like one long episode, but yeah. I think there's a lot to talk about it. So I think it's going to be shorter than normal, but probably not as short as I initially expected when I started making these notes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, do you want to crack on with the list then? Yeah, let's get on. So uh, it's my turn to go first. So some of my points are very specific and some of them are very general. Um, I did these about an hour before recording. My number four is very, very general. My number four is just that they made a movie in 2D with all the regular cast and it isn't awful. Like it's, yeah. And it came at a time when The Simpsons was at a real low point. And to be fair, The Simpsons was at a low point at that time because they had so much of the staff working on the film. Yeah, I think that's what surprised so many people when that film came out. The it was the the show itself was in a real lull because they were overworked and they were making the game, the film, the ride, and the show all at the same time. They must have been working on um, building up Universal as well. Yeah, this exactly. Was, yeah, this they was were. Like, yeah, because yeah, this was just before. Well, not just before, but it was before um, the whole Simpsons Springfield opened up at Universal Studios. Yeah. So they must have been like mad busy doing that as well. Yeah. So I think everyone was expecting the film to be so bad because the show was really at a, a low point. And the fact that it came out and obviously they must have put like their best team on it and it came out and it, like we said, it's not the amazing, amazing film, but it's not, it's very watchable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my, that's my number four. They made a movie and it's all in 2D. They didn't just uh, to, like acquiesce to any gimmicks of like make it 3D, make it live action, make it this. No, it's 2D animated, has all the regular cast and yeah, it's not a bad film. No. That is a miracle to me. It's definitely written for the fans rather than it being, um, you know, I mean, there are certain points of it and I know we'll probably mention it com- like coming up, but there are points where I feel like, oh, you could have played more into the fandom of Yeah, definitely. It. It's interesting because it does play to fans, but sometimes I'm like, oh, you could have just played yeah. a little bit more and it would have been better, yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly how I feel about it, like... There's a point that I will make later on that we'll discuss, but I do love the fact that there are certain callbacks and certain things that are like little Easter eggs and that sort of yeah, thing. So, yeah. so yeah, like I agree with you. This it, it's really good because it is not a bad film. It's interesting you say about the callbacks. There's one, like you said, there's one in particular that you love. There's one callback in particular that I was like, I love it. <laughs> and we will talk about that later. It's not yeah. actually on my top four list, but we will talk about that. I love yeah. it. If I'd be interested to see if it's the same one. Yeah. Because there's a, quite a few callbacks. But Yeah. yeah. But I actually didn't realise how many callbacks there were until I sort of started really paying attention to the callbacks. Yeah, I think it is, even though it is something that I've only watched once in the cinema and then once preparing for this about four days ago, um, I do think you do gain more from repeat viewings on this because it's so mm. densely packed. Like Simpsons is so densely packed anyway. So yeah. especially them early seasons and they're trying to hark back to those yeah. old days with this. So to make as many references and just all this density to it, I think is great. Even yeah. down to like the crowd shots and just like the obscure characters you see in amongst these huge crowds. You're like, oh God, they put them in it. Oh, they put them in it. Yeah, yeah. the, the one that I love is um, Gabbo. 
you see Gabbo in, yeah, and like yeah. his like little ventriloquist. Um, they're, they're just randomly in a crowd scene, and I love it because yeah. obviously in an episode, if you do a crowd scene, you just do all these random people. But every single crowd scene, which is quite a lot of the time, there are like every single face is a character that's been in it, which is so cool and so attention to detail. Well, the Simpsons show has. It has many times in the show where there's like crowd scenes, mobs, all that stuff. And they're, they're relatively big on the show. But then when they do it in this, they have to outdo it. So you have huge yeah. crowds and there's just so many crazy characters in amongst it. But they're all, like you say, they're all faces that you recognize. They're not yeah. just random people. It's amazing. Shows how huge the uh, cast of Springfield got over all those years. It's mental. So yeah, that's that's a really good one. Yeah, my number four, like... It's not a bad film. That's a miracle. <laughs> number four. <laughs> so my number four is actually pretty um, pretty generalised as well. So my number four is the ending. Right, okay. So I actually really like the ending. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's cliche. Um, it's very... Um, what's the word? It's very predictable. But at mm-hmm. the same time, like I feel like they do it justice. So... Um, just generally where Homer goes and like throws the bomb out of the dome and then the dome breaks and then everyone like in Springfield's like back to normal loving the Simpsons again. It's very cliche, Spoilers very for those predictable. That seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I, I do really enjoy it and I love the bit where Homer and Marge are on the little bicycle um not bicycle motorbike and they're just like going through the flowers and Yeah, it's I do like really that. That's sweet. a really so many nice shots, yeah. <laughs> There's actually, there's a lot of sweetness to this film. It, that, yeah. I think that's why I like it. That's the yeah. side of it that I like. Like it's yeah. not just, it's got a lot of the sweet and sweetness and heart that the early Simpsons had. Yeah. They really tried to merge that into the sort of more modern Simpsons of that era. And I really love those sweet moments. Yeah, I really like them as well. And they'll definitely come up again in a few of my other picks. Um, oh, me too. Yeah, so... <laughs> I'd be interested if we have any if any of ours are the same on this list because yeah. we didn't have any sort of interaction with each other about no. it. So. We were just, we've just been so busy over the last like couple of mm. weeks that we basically have not discussed this episode between each no. other so we the, the, were probably both the, just... maybe the least we've ever discussed an yeah. episode we've just left each other to our own devices and i like, see you then <laughs> with whatever you've got yeah and mm. um it's quite funny how we've both sort of taken the same angle to it um yeah. especially because we've both got different relationships with the film as well so mm-hmm. yeah it's good so yeah just it's just very general like i really enjoy the ending it's a satisfying end. Like you say, it ends yeah. up where it's going to end up, but it does yeah. it in a way which is satisfying. And it's also good as well because it's it's one of those situations where, I mean, Simpsons is um, renowned for doing this, but basically having an ending where they don't ever have to mention it ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, I, don't, I, I honestly think, I mean, I'm not an expert on the later seasons, but I don't ever think the Dome is ever mentioned ever again. Um, well, there's actually something about that, but okay. I, I'll, I'll bring it up later on Okay. about like things that happened after this okay. in the show. But yeah, maybe you'll know better than me. I might just be like screaming into an empty void and no <laughs> one knows what I'm talking about. But there was there's one thing that I've, I'm very curious about, but yeah, I'll come to it. Yeah, okay, cool. Brilliant. So yeah, I don't really have much to say, just I just genuinely quite like the ending. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Sat- satisfying ending. Yeah. Wraps it all up nicely. 
Like you say, it resets everything, but it doesn't feel cheap in the way it resets everything. Yeah, I mean, there are a handful of films that I can think of off the top of my head that I'm like, yeah, it's all right, but I don't like the ending. Whereas that's, mm, yeah, that's yeah. not the case for this film. I'm like, okay, yeah. It, as Homer would say, it wraps it all up in a nice, neat packaging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Then everything is wrapped up in a neat little package. So, uh, yeah. Very good. Okay, my number three is The Return of Albert Brooks. So this is actually my one more. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. I've swiped it. Yeah. Don't worry, I have a solution for you, sir. In fact, I have five solutions. You don't even have to read them. You'll have deniability. I'll take care of everything. You know nothing. No, I need to know what I'm approving. Absolutely. But on the other hand, knowing things is overrated. Anyone can pick something when they know what it is. It takes real leadership to pick something you're clueless about. Okay, I picked three. Try again. One. Go higher. Five. Too high. Three. You already said three. Six. There is no six. Two. Double it. Four. As you wish, sir. So I'm, I'm more than happy to discuss it now. Well, I toyed. Actually, it's really interesting because I really toyed with this being my one more. Yeah. Because it's a double-edged sword for me. Yeah. Which it's I'm sure... My... Let's just is that, talk is about that the it same now. reason for you? Yeah, let's just talk yeah. about it. Is it the same reason for you? So it's like, yeah, so, yeah great to have him again, but yeah, why isn't it Hank Scorpio? Yeah, exactly. So that was <laughs> why it was my one more, basically, because it was like yeah. I was I absolutely love Albert Brooks, and we've spoken about him so many times on this pod. But like you just said, why not Hank Scorpio? Yeah, I know why not Hank Scorpio. Yeah. Because they said they didn't want to isolate people who weren't familiar with the show and yeah. would be like, who's this guy? Yeah, especially because... If they because, brought back a returning character. Especially because he has only been in one episode. I mean, if you yeah. was to sort of use the whole Sideshow Bob thing, who has been in numerous episodes and is kind of quote-unquote the Simpsons enemy, then... I'm kind of glad they didn't do Sideshow oh, Bob, Oh, me too, because... Because it's been done. Yeah, yeah. And, we and spoke it wouldn't about have been as good as those early ones. Yeah, we spoke about how I love Sideshow Bob. He's one of my favourite characters, but I feel like the whole Bob thing has just died out a little bit. Like, they've they've, yeah. killed, they've killed it. It ends perfectly on yeah. Brother from Another Series. Yeah, agreed. And that's kind of the end of his arc. They're all gold <laughs> until that. Yeah. And then it's like, we don't need any more. And even at that point, they didn't make any for a few seasons and they should have just left it. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, I mean, I love Hank Scorpio so much and I just think it would have like added so much more depth or a whole different angle to the film if it was him. Yeah, as someone, like I said, who ha- hadn't been watching the show at that time and I hadn't watched any of the trailers, I just turned up to the cinema because I was like, yeah, I'll watch the Simpsons movie, see how that is. If I got 10 minutes in and Hank Scorpio showed up, I would have been like, what this is amazing it would yeah. have like it would have been awesome yeah so it doesn't it, to me it wouldn't matter that new people didn't know who he was it's oh he's the bad guy of the film that's all they need to know but for those who were familiar with that episode and, and the series in general it would be so rewarding for Hank Scorpio to turn back up again it would have been so good it would have been incredible yeah so good i just and he's even doing a kind of Hank Scorpio light delivery. It's like not quite Hank Scorpio, but very close. I'm afraid we lost them, sir. <coughs> well, then you find them and you get them back in the dome. And to make sure nobody else gets out, I want roving death squads around the perimeter 
I want 10,000 tough guys, and I want 10,000 soft guys to make the tough guys look tougher. And here's how I want them arranged. Tough, tough, soft, tough, soft, soft, tough, tough, soft, soft, tough, soft. Sir, I'm afraid you've gone mad with power. Of course I have. You ever tried going mad without power? It's boring. No one listens to you. But basically, the whole character is just basically Hank Scorpio anyway. Because it's like, I mean, I know Hank Scorpio wasn't, like, didn't work for the government, but you could kind of twist it slightly because he spoke to the governments and was like, what what country do you hate the most, Italy or France? And then he spoke to, like, yeah. So you could have done it. um, It could have been a thing like they, they... they finally, because you know he was in hot water by the end of that when he's got his flame thrown. He's like, yeah. "Can it really do us some help?" If they actually like imprisoned him or caught him and then said, "Look, we'll let you off if you work for the government," like a paperclip sort of thing. Yeah, that would have been perfect. Exactly. It, it's You're so, our strategist, you know. It, it was so easy to have made it him, but even yeah. like even going back to um, wanting a wider audience for people who aren't generally hardcore simpsons fans you still could have used it because you could have done like a little flashback or like a little like five minute not even five minutes of like oh my who he God. was Do if they did mean? like a flashback scene just a couple of minutes long literally to, like, that's what you had to do him. but it was in like the film animation and everything but it's like recontextualizing scenes yeah. from that classic episode that would have been awesome exactly but yeah i guess it i guess it doesn't let the film be as standalone i get what they mean by calling it the simpsons movie they wanted it to can be completely standalone and not linked to any particular episode but then they do link it to an episode because it references homer and marge's wedding yeah exactly so but anyway regardless anyway. of what could have been that's also why I considered this being my plus one but in the end I was like I love Albert Brooks enough to make this into into my list I I was still so happy for him to show up yeah because something about this film which I was relieved about is that it doesn't overdo it on guest stars at all no no which The not Simpsons at all. was terrible for at this time and that was obviously something that we both highlighted that we that caused our sort of lack of interest because it's yeah. just like oversaturated of celebrity guest stars. And they could have got anyone they wanted. That everyone Literally. wants to be on The Simpsons. If they said, we're doing a movie, do you want to be the guest star of the movie? Everyone would have done it. But they went back to Albert Brooks, who has such a, a good pedigree of doing Simpsons characters. So it almost feels like a returning cast member at this point. They kind of did use a celebrity, though, when they had um, Green Day. They've got Green, Green Day and Albert Brooks, the only sort of two. Yeah. <laughs> because but, well they did actually have loads Hanks. more originally and Tom Hanks actually Tom, I actually love the Tom Hanks thing I love the Tom Hanks his credibility is great I love the Tom Hanks bit and it literally happened in real life didn't it like yeah. the, in the last week they, ha- they had to borrow Tom Hanks credibility for that advert <laughs> so it's, the Simpsons predicted it yeah exactly love it are you tired of the same old Grand Canyon here we are kids the Grand Canyon it's so old and boring. I want a new one. Now! Hello, I'm Tom Hanks. The U.S. government has lost its credibility, so it's borrowing some of mine. Tussle my hair, Mr. Hanks. Sure thing, son. <laughs> now, I'm pleased to tell you all about the new Grand Canyon. Coming this weekend, it's east of Shelbyville and south of Capital City. That's where Springfield is! It's nowhere near where anything is or ever was. This is Tom Hanks saying, if you're going to pick a government to trust, why not this one? 
they did have they did plan to have other guest stars and in some of them even recorded lines and they just cut them they just said yeah. no actually we oh, don't want it because can you imagine how fuming you'd be that yeah i know edward norton was supposed to be in it kevin bacon was supposed to be in it um i know edward norton even recorded his lines and they ended up saying it's too distracting and had dan castaneta re-record the lines that no. he had recorded for his character yeah i'd be fuming uh, kelsey Grammer was supposed to be in it yeah um, there was there was loads more. I read it earlier. They're just ones I can remember off the top of my head. But there, they just cut them all or, or like took that out of the scripts and stuff. Yeah, I'd be fuming. But I mean, I get it. Like as a viewer, I'm relieved though. Yeah, I am too. I I really am relieved that they decided to just keep it very minimal because I feel like I would have been like, yeah. oh, oh. It's like it's like one guest star which they have in Green Day to open the film, which sets me off in like. That sets my alarm straight away. I'm like, oh, God, guest, as soon as this film opens, this is going to yeah. be guest star central. And that's it. And then it's Albert Brooks, which I'm just like, yeah, he's allowed in The Simpsons whenever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> More <laughs> Albert Brooks in The Simpsons, please. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, I was very relieved. I almost had that as one of my points, like, lack of guest stars yeah. is good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. There we go. Now, number three, um, the return of Albert Brooks. But, yeah, I get, I get why it would be... A, a one more for you because but why not Scorpio which is what I've got written next to it yeah love it so we actually do have one that's basically the same (laughs) yeah kind of yeah yeah okay so we've kind of already touched upon my third choice um Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's a really good place for us to sort of delve a little bit deeper but my number three choice is actually the callbacks Ooh, yeah. Yeah, so um, the main one that I sort of wrote was... Um, they, It was more the delivery of it that I liked. But basically, at the end, when Bart and Homer are... Like, they've chucked the bomb through the dome. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, they're sort of falling on the motorcycle. There's a part where they actually, like, go over Springfield Gorge. Love it, yeah. And they fall like Homer does in the original... Um, but what I like about it is the fact that they don't, they're not like, oh, hey, we're going over Springfield Gorge. They just let it happen. So yeah. obviously fans like us that know all the finer details, it's like, oh my God, yay, Springfield Gorge. But then it's not like slap in your face, this is a callback. Like they do it really well, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I appreciate that as a fan that they've, just let us use our own imagination rather than being like, oh, we're going over Springfield Gorge. Like, oh, like that would really irritate me, I think. Yeah. Well, my favourite reference in the whole film, my favourite callback is the moment just when they get on the other side of the gorge. Yeah. And the ambulance is still there that crashed, that Homer fell out of. Yeah. In the background. that I was just like... Well Bravo. done. That's how yeah. you do a callback. Yeah, they're not they're not hanging a lamp, lantern on it. No, it's exactly. There. And if you know what it, that thing in the background is referencing, you know you feel good. You get a little little squirt. If you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love um, that. So yeah, that that's that's my favorite callback in the film because it's just subtle enough that it's awesome. Like I didn't notice that the first time when I watched it this time. I was like, awesome, love that. Yeah, but um. Even sort of like subtle little hints to like Maggie shooting Mr. Burns and things like yeah. that. It's just, it's just, I feel like they handled it really well, like without making it all in your face. Like, oh, by the way, this is a callback to an older episode. Like, that's what yeah. I love. That it's just the way it's handled. Yeah, none of the references felt 
none of them felt way too in your face, I don't no. think, that I can think of. No. But for someone who's not a massive fan of The Simpsons, that's still a cool moment watching them go for Springfield Gorge on a motorbike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, it works both ways. Yeah, it works both ways, exactly. Even after the credits, you've got a little callback. Which bit? Because you've got Maggie's first word. Whereas a viewer, you know it's not her first word. But to Marge and Homer and everyone, it is her first word because they didn't hear her say her first word when we did. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, and, like, just the sort of, like, little things of, um, like, as you said before, uh, how Homer and Marge got together in their wedding and things like Mm -hmm. that, just, like, the little details. Well, I do have a bit of a quibble about the wedding. yeah. Am I am I missing something? I remember this being something that stuck in my craw when I saw it at the cinema. I remember saying it when I came out of the cinema to my then girlfriend and being like, yeah, but this, this, and it. And they're like, I don't know. I don't care. I've hardly ever seen this show. <laughs> <laughs> what part are you referring to? The wedding video. Yeah. Did they have a re- wedding reception? Well... Because <sighs> you see clips of a wedding reception. I'm like, they got married in like a diner at the side of a road, didn't they? Like some we- some roadside chapel. Well, it's funny because I think this is another example of like mis- like the continuity not lining up because you've got yeah. the thing in like Treehouse, which I know isn't like, isn't canon, but like in Treehouse it's like, oh, we had our wedding reception in the emergency room because Homer ate the wedding cake. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's that. But then there's also that they got married in like a little white wedding chapel style and yeah. then had their reception at a diner. Um, that's what I think of. Yeah. I always think so... of that as canon and that's in my mind was the only flashback of their wedding that we'd seen, I'd ever seen in the show when I watched this film. Yeah. So I was always just like, what was that wedding video like? The wedding yeah. video should have been that guy going, and then like doing the fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Dearly beloved, we are gathered here in the sight of God and his casino to join Homer and Marge in holy matrimony. By the power vested in me by the State Gaming Commission, I pronounce you man and wife. Here's $10 worth of chips. You may kiss the bride. I'm not sh- Yeah, I'm not really sure, to be honest. So yeah, that um, the wedding video that did frustrate me, and it's such an important part of the plot of the film. But, um, I mean, I learned a long time ago not to kind of get to not to worry about canon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, it's not Futurama. That's the difference. Yeah, Futurama they do care about the canon. The Simpsons, the joke is they don't. Maybe that that's why they cared so much in Futurama about the canon because. They were a bit like, oh, we've already kind of fucked the Simpsons Every- Everyone's already up. moaned yeah. so yeah. much. Let's make a little story Bible at the start of this. I like to think as well that, like, Matt Groening was, like, a hardcore, like, nerd who loves canon, and they did it just to wind him up. <laughs> so mm-hmm. then when he... I can see it. I really can't imagine him either way, like, really caring or really, really not caring. Yeah. But he does very much care about such little details, details. to do with the show. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So my number three choice is just like the callbacks for the, all the callbacks, all, everything. Yeah, because it because it is for the fans. It is for the yeah. hardcore fans that went and would write on blog posts if something was wrong. And there are there are little details that I really appreciated. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, like I said, there's none of those callbacks that stick in my craw of like, oh, that's <laughs> that's sloppy. I didn't like that. Oh, they, that was a bit too in your face. No, they were done. Just they did just enough of them, and they did them just subtly enough. Yeah, I agree. So it felt like they purposefully were like, 
we don't want to overdo this, but we don't want to not do any references. And they, they managed to get it just right. Can you imagine how disappointed you'd be? Because if there was no callbacks, no references, because you, yeah. you would literally feel like you're watching a completely different program. Yeah. It's yeah. like completely standalone that it's not that it's not even the same show or film of the same show, I should say. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Good choice. Cool. Yeah. So, my number two, this is a bit more specific. It's, <laughs> well, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's one particular relationship in the film. One okay. pairing of characters that I loved. Okay. And it's the relationship between Ned and Bart. Oh my God. Because I'm such a Ned head. I was going to write this. This is actually going to be on my list. Um, this is it's actually great. a notable mention. I love it. It's so warm. I love it's it, It's really sad. It's like this film does a good job of acknowledging that Homer's awful. Yeah. Uh, his family desert him. Marge nearly leaves him or does leave him. Bart is like looking for a better father figure. And like oh. Ned, because Ned notices the world around him because he's a good person, <laughs> sees Bart in crisis and reaches out to him. And it's incredibly sweet. Like they, Ned is not the butt of the joke in this film. No. He's an incredibly sweet, caring person. Do you know what and I, I really love, love his character in it. I love the Go bit on. where um, Bart is basically calling home around, being like, well, you're not Ned. And um, and then he goes, howdy doodly, howdy doodly, howdy doodly. <laughs> like, every time I see that, it's so silly, but it always makes me laugh so much. Howdy doodly. This is what I was talking about, about like this this, this, this film has a lot, like gets the heart right, it has sweet moments. Like the bit where he gives him the hot cocoa. Oh my God. Um, that is like... As ridiculous as that hot cocoa is. Goals. <laughs> That cocoa looks incredible. Oh, it looks amazing. And you kind of, I don't know, I want I want one of Ned's amazing cocos. I'm not like... Uh, it's probably like sugar-free or something, somehow. <laughs> it's, pro- it's probably got a cup of, si- uh, what is it? Cup of water <laughs> on the side. Got some water on the side for dipping. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I feel like Ned's, Ned let loose a little bit after Maud went. Like, yeah. I feel like with Maud around, he wouldn't have had such an indulgent hot cocoa. Yeah, 100%. He would have had um, Nacho's Flanders style <laughs> cucumber and cream cheese Ugh. or cottage cheese. Cottage cheese. Ugh. Gross. Unflavoured for me. I always oh. think about every time I see all the Ben and Jerry's flavours, if we really want some ice cream, I'm like, oh God, all these crazy flavours. Which ones do I go for? I always imagine someone just being unflavoured for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ben and Jerry's are amazing, but they are literally getting a bit too bit too much now for me every time i think they're getting too much they bring out a new one where i'm like this one's actually amazing you, yeah. yeah what's your favorite I love, that, I love that netflix and chilled one. Oh, ben they loves do. that with it's the, incredible with the pretzels yeah the saltiness yeah. of the pretzels with the sweet of the ice cream is just that's yeah he loves that one yeah it's, it's incredible i just they they had some uh, on offer in the shop near me recently so i've got some in the freezer right now yeah we only buy Ben and Jerry's when it's three pounds. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, of course. You're not a maniac. I would not pay five pounds for a little tub no, of Ben and Jerry's. It'd be like paying full price for Domino's. Exactly. Who <laughs> who in their right mind? What maniac does that? Yeah. But um, anything with pretzel in, I always buy for Ben. I'm like, oh yeah, look, pre- this has got pretzels great. in it. <laughs> but uh, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but I reckon I could recreate Ned's hot chocolate. I'm sure people have. Yeah. Yeah, I've got some really good um, cocoa powder um, that Becca got when she used to work at the 
music festivals and that with the fancy coffee thing she did for yeah. the backstage. There, she got me a bag of the expensive coffee powder they use back there. Oh, nice! And it's not coffee powder, the cocoa powder, and that that's really good. I do make pretty good hot chocolates with that. Yeah, at Christmas, I like making like a Bailey's hot chocolate with like loads of whipped cream and marshmallows and then wrapping Ooh. presents. Yeah, like I make a really good hot chocolate. Hmm. I use Becca's milk frother, which she has a matcha lattes from when I make them with that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I'm making me fancy a hot chocolate now. I'm going to have one when we've done recording. <laughs> ah, how about I fix you some cocoa? No way. Cocoa's for wusses. Well, sir, if you change your mind, it's on the windowsill. Uh, but yeah, back, back to the topic. Oh yeah, the hot cocoa. That's why I was like, why are we talking about hot chocolate? Yeah, so yeah, I just the relationship between Bart and Ned, I just found so wholesome, and it's like it feels like it hasn't really been. They haven't tackled Bart wanting in a different father figure in a, a tender way before. It's been done as jokes with like the bigger brother and things like that. Yeah, but the fact that like this film does such a job of um, acknowledging Homer's bad parts in doing that they they sort of use Bart to say well yeah maybe he does crave like a more normal father figure and then yeah Ned's there it's really sweet do you know what I know we shouldn't keep going back to the cocoa but do you know what bit really (laughs) (laughs) do you know what bit really makes me laugh when um he when the boys are asleep and he gets their little handheld hoover and starts hoovering them up (laughs) I love Ned he's so sweet I love Ned too Oh, Ned. Are we having fun yet? We are now. You got a bite. Whoa, Mama! <laughs> oh no, my good pole! <laughs> hmm? You're not strangling me. What the? My strangling's only good for. Well, it's not really good for anything. I think the only time you should lay hands on a boy is when you're giving him a good old pat on the back. Hey, what the hell are you... Oh, one more time. Yeah, this this rewatch has made me realise how great Ned is, basically. Yeah. Like, I remember when we did our favourite characters list, and I was like, I've even surprised myself. Ned is my number one. I didn't even expect him to make my list. And this watch through has only really cemented that as like, yeah, yeah, Ned's my, Ned's my boy. <laughs> and it's like the whole part where Homer's just like awful to Bart and makes him like go to Krusty Burger naked. Yeah. And then Ned's there and that's the first time because he's like, oh, like screw it, Flanders. And then he's like, but I've got some spare pants for when the boys like make a mess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and gives him like the trousers and stuff. Like it's so sweet. Yeah, he's very caring. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's my number two, that relationship. I really liked. I've got kind of a favourite. There's three sort of B plots in this um, that I really like, and that's the one that rose into my list. But the, the yeah. other two I'll talk about um, after as well. I'm really, really glad you put this in your list because this was really, really close to being in mine. Um, mm-hmm. But one of my other picks is... Um, sort of a bit similar so i didn't want to include both of them but so yeah this i'm really Mm. glad you mentioned it okay so yeah that's my number two okay so (laughs) my number two 
is just the whole sort of section and scene of um, the whole Native American epiphany stuff. Mm. <laughs> I, yeah, love I love this. this. Um, I just think it's really clever. Um, I have recently started really um, doing a lot of research and a lot of um, reading about Native American history and mm-hmm. um, their culture and stuff. I just find it fascinating. Um, and... I didn't want to say, oh, the Inuit people, because I didn't want to, I didn't know if it was their culture or not. But um, so just sort of using the the general term of Native American. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just find it fascinating. And I really like the whole um, just having an epiphany and realizing that you're yeah. a horrible person and the way that they do the um, the stuff with the tree and they like, like pull his body apart and things like that. I just yeah, think the epiphany scene is awesome. I just think it's really, really clever and um, it's really sort of entertaining as well because it's like you as the audience know what his epiphany is. Obviously, everyone else but Homer knows what his epiphany is. But when he works it out, you're like, oh, yeah, well done. Well done for getting there. (laughs) This almost feels like a callback as well to Mysterious Voyage. Yeah, I thought that as well. Because it's so it's the same similar like trippy visuals and him coming to a realization like at the end of that episode after all this trippiness it's Marge is my soulmate is the epiphany. Yeah. And this feels like tackling that again, but not in a way that's cheap, but not overly on the nose like we said before. It's let's have a cool sequence um visuals and stuff with a big epiphany by the end of it and yeah it does a similar thing but in a way that's different for the film and i really like it i really like the word epiphany as well <laughs> yes it's a satisfying word isn't it yeah i just wrote it down because i make the notes and as i was writing i was like oh that's a nice word to write <laughs> epiphany yeah i do i remember when i first watched the film because I, I only have real hazy memories of the film in my mind and i remember when i first watched it thinking this is a bit random they're in alaska and now he's having like you know, epiphanies and he's in like a lodge and all this stuff. But this time round, I think, because I was expecting it, I was like, oh, yeah, it's this bit. This is fun. Yeah. 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 And it's like <laughs> after the, he has the epiphany and he's on like the like the sled with the dogs. Mm-hmm. And then when the dogs <laughs> just like give up, he's just like, keep walking. Like he's still doing like he's yeah, on the yeah. dogs, but he's just walking still. And yeah, I love it. The whole, like, the whole scene of it. And it's a big chunk of film with just Homer on his own. Yeah. It's good. I don't really have much to say about it. I just really enjoy it. And If you like something, you like it. Yeah, exactly. I don't I don't really know why I like it. I just do. I just really thought it was clever and I thought it was a good sort of way to break things down a bit. And it was just not well, just... As, it, as it's a film, you kind of need that... You need a character to have some sort of emotional breakthrough to make yeah. the stakes of a film work. And it's going to be Homer. He is sort of the main character of the show. And he is the one who is has the most sort of He needs to work to on face. himself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it makes sense to have this moment, section of the film, focusing on him and sort of rising to the occasion when he sort of turned his back on a lot of people. I'm not going to lie, though. Like, part of me kind of understands why Homer is a bit like... I don't know if it's just me being, like, really sort of sceptical and a bit sort of moody, but when everyone's, like, just really horrible to you and he's just like, oh, do you know what? Screw you. I've got a new, better life now. Why do I need them? 
Yeah, you know how how ballsy would it have been if, like, by the end of the film, they still lived in Alaska, and from season nineteen of The Simpsons, they lived in Alaska, and it was a whole new like cast of characters, and Springfield was just left living under a dome. Kind of like a callback to Cypress Creek again, when you're like, oh my yeah, god, maybe they starting have starting a new life. Well, yeah. there was a few moments like that in this film where I was like, oh my god, are they going to do that? And actually, no, it's like it all ends up where it started. Yeah, because I yeah. thought I was sure. At the beginning of the film, when I first saw it in the cinema, I was like, oh my God, Grandpa's going to die. Yeah. When he has that like freak out in the church, I was like, oh, he's going to die. Epa, epa, epa. I was like, they're going to start this film with Grandpa dying and it's going to be like a crazy, like a main character is going to die in the first like five minutes of this film. And it didn't. Yeah. But that's what I thought when I first watched it. I thought that's what was happening. Horrible, horrible things are going to happen. And they're going to happen you, and you, and you, and you. <gasps> oh, Nelly! <laughs> People of Springfield, heed this warning. Twisted tale, a thousand eyes, trapped forever. Dad, do something. <laughs> this book doesn't have any answers. Beware! Beware! Time is short! Epa! 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 Believe me! Believe me! Thanks for listening. Um, they do end up killing one character off in the film. But oh, then they completely that? undid that. At the end, uh, Dr. Nick gets crushed. Oh, that's it, yeah. He says, bye, everybody. <laughs> and they were supposed they were supposed to have him dead forever then. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a film, like they kill off a character, that kind of makes sense. But they brought, brought him back apparently in the show with uh... no like years after that he was just back in it with no reference to the fact that he had died or anything. So that's kind of cheap. Oh, that is annoying. Yeah. I only found out recently that he is actually back in the show. I just feel like that he's such a character that you could just kill off and it wouldn't yeah. make a big deal it's like the joke's been done with that character he's like the sort of character you could kill off and be like oh we killed him as a joke in the film like oh yeah okay but even you could make jokes in later episodes to be like about nick riviera and like you could yeah. make a joke about him being dead as well bye everybody uh- I, I wonder if they do mention the dome in later episodes because, like, sometimes every now and then they mention like the Trash of the Titans episode. Yeah. They've mentioned a few times. Oh, you remember we moved the uh, whole town up the road <laughs> and stuff. And it's also like when they have um, the callback to like Monty Burns Casino and things. Yeah, like exa- that. that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. But they do re- they reference Monty Burns Casino and Marge's gambling addiction and things like that. I like it when they introduce new elements. So it feels like I don't know. Maybe they have mentioned. Oh, I remember when it was all under that dome. They've got to. Um, so it feels like when he came back, they should have mentioned, like, weren't you crushed by that time? Maybe they did. <laughs> I'm going to quickly <laughs> Google it. Oh, my God. So Dome, just as D-O-M-E, has a page of its own on Simpsons Wiki. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, it says here. A long time after the Dome was destroyed, Charles Montgomery Burns made another one. He was going to lower it onto Springfield, but everyone reminded him it had already been <laughs> done. Burns left dejectedly. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's actually quite funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. The Fool Monty, apparently. Fool meaning F-O-O-L. Oh, the Fool Monty. Mm. That's quite clever, yeah. So they have... Uh, okay, that's, that's not a bad way to reference it. Yeah. It's, another, it's interesting they didn't make Burns the villain as well. 
But I suppose that he's already had like I, Who Shot Mr. Burns is almost like a movie in my head anyway, and he's the yeah. villain of that. They've already done it. Yeah. And you're not gonna top Who Shot Mr. Burns, so don't make no, him the villain. No, don't yet. even yeah, don't even try. Um yeah. I read somewhere that you know the itchy and scratchy movie? Yeah. That um there's quite a lot of like inside jokes and things like that to do with like the Simpsons having their own movie because that's when it sort of became like okay we're gonna do this but then it didn't actually come to fruition until like 2007 mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense so there's like a if you sort of re-watch the itchy and scratchy movie with it in your head that they're making inside jokes about a Simpsons oh, movie. It makes yeah. sense. Do you know what mm. I mean? I know it was years that they talked about doing a movie. And I don't know, you could... I mean, you're more of a Futurama fan than I am, but what was the status of Futurama when the Simpsons movie came out? Oh, good question. Because I just think that, like, Matt Groening must have had more yeah, to do I with think the it was movie. Done. I think it was finished. Yeah, let me just. I think quickly... the Simpsons was the the Futurama was finished, and there was not even sign of the Futurama movies. It was that dead zone of like, yeah, that's they've what had I their four seasons and it's done. It's definitely in that time because I had my box set by that time, which and that box set was the complete Futurama, and yeah. I I was in the process of like I watched that all the time still. Um, at that age, I thought that was the case because that kind of makes a bit of sense as well because. Yeah. Then Matt Groening Matt, and... Yeah, he's freed yeah. up from Futurama a little bit, yeah. Yeah, because he yeah. obviously went from... When sort of the Futurama sort of came about, he kind of just dropped The Simpsons and let yeah, everyone else kind of like, take the reins. Yeah, exactly. He was, he was a real, like, his baby, Futurama, when that was running. Yeah, and not yeah. in a horrible way, but they kind of say that when he was not interested in The Simpsons and he was more interested in Futurama, that's when it started to decline because he... Yeah. Certain decisions back in the day that he would have put a stop to certain things because that's that wouldn't have happened in the simpsons or that joke wouldn't have landed or whatever he had more input whereas when he sort of started focusing more on futurama that's when those decisions weren't being made and that's why stupid things happened that just wouldn't have happened normally like homer's head getting caught in a bridge that kind of thing like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Matt, Gr- Matt Groening usually would have said I love that well, that was your first example <laughs> the first thing that comes to your head Homer's head getting caught my in first example is always the leprechauns oh yeah like it's always the Matt. leprechauns yeah <laughs> but he loves elves and things he yeah. puts elves in everything he does it's like disenchantment isn't it like yeah he has a whole elf village in that mad yeah. And all his original comics had loads of elves and things in them. Oh, yeah, the Happy Little Elves at the beginning and as the well. And Happy Little Elves at the beginning as well. Yeah, yeah, he loves Little Elves. So maybe he would have liked the Leprechauns. I don't know, maybe. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Anyway, I forgot where you were. So we were talking, yeah, I was just finished talking about your number two, Homer's Epiphany, yep. that whole section. Yeah. So actually my yeah. my number one goes straight on from that. So it's a good segue. So my number one is um, the animation in general. Yeah, it's incredible. This is gorgeous. This is so nicely animated. It's like The Simpsons, before it got all stiff and puppety, but with a film's budget of animation. And it looks gorgeous. It's really fluid. I've written... My number one, I've just written the animation brackets, Homer's Epiphany, which is my favourite animated section. But in general, just the animation is gorgeous. And I remember watching this on the big screen, even just like as the film opens over Springfield and thinking, it is really cool to see The Simpsons yeah. animated like this on a big screen. I mean, I remember sitting there thinking, even if this film sucks, this is pretty cool to see yeah i agree so i remember going to the cinema and i actually went with my mum dad and my sister and mm-hmm. i remember it's so funny because the bit so obviously it starts with the whole itchy and scratchy thing and oh, then yeah, yeah. and then the bit where it actually goes the simpsons and then he's like mm. movie i remember like my whole family just like turning around and looking at me as if to say like what's her reaction gonna be mm. and it's funny because it's a parallel to like when we ever go and see a star wars movie with my dad every All time right. like the Duh! with like the credits like at the beginning we always just turn and look at my dad because it's like a kid in a candy shop like star wars to my dad is everything yeah so- watching <laughs> even though i've been burned by star wars i'm like that i, I would still go and see any star wars film day one and my heart will like start pounding yeah, when that fanfare kicks that in i'm very bit. much a child yeah, yeah. And that's exactly how my Simpsons, my Simpsons, and that's exactly how my family were with me when <laughs> we went to see. You, you just refer to them as your Simpsons. My Simpsons. <laughs> that's exactly how they were when we went to see the Simpsons movie. They literally was just like, oh my God, Emma's going to lose her shit. Mm. But um, yeah, it just gave me goosebumps and it was like beautiful, like how everything yeah. was like, just, I feel like they like notched the color up. And everything it's was just very, so much. It's very vibrant. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And they've got, and also until this point, Simpsons hadn't even been widescreen yet. So we're yeah. used to watching it in 4.3 and all of a sudden, like, well, that's why it does that. It's cropped, isn't it? The beginning bit. Yeah. And then when it extends out, you're like, whoa, this is like cinema screen size Simpsons. This is awesome. And it still looks great. I, that opening, I was still like, this still looks great. When I watched it the other day, I was, this is, yeah, very, very well done. Um, and all the way through, yeah, just the animation's great. Homer on the motorbike and riding up the dome and all the epiphany sequence. 
it's just so many nicely animated sections of this film and I think it looks great. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's a, that's a really good uh, really good pick. It's just mm. beautiful. It's just really especially like all of the Alaska stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, a big I'm someone who appreciates like a cold wintry scene more than a beach. Me and too. yeah, and when I saw the whole Alaska like when he has the picture and then he like moves it off of his windscreen and then mm. it's like oh oh and that's exactly how it looks i was just like that is beautiful mm. it's lovely so yeah so, i yeah. i i felt very much like you in the cinema when it first opened up and I, I was just like wow this is really cool to see this that they actually made it it's almost ties back to my number four like oh they actually made this they actually made this movie which had been rumored forever like oh they're gonna do a movie they're gonna do a movie um, and when they finally did it, I was like, oh, they actually, the crazy bastards went and did it. And it looks really nice. Like, this is really a cool thing to have happened. Yeah. They just yeah. threw all the money behind it and had the best yes. of everything, really, didn't they? Yeah. And it took them a long time to do because they were like, we we can't mess this up. It has to be right. To be so, fair, I, I appreciate it more that they... T- like, I'd rather wait and it be really good than them mm-hmm. just like chundering it out and it being really poor because you've done it yeah. too quick and it's weird i'm like heaping praise heap, heaping praise on something that i think is all right like at the end of the day yeah. I think this film's all right but it's just amazing that it's as good as it is for like when it came out like the real doldrums of the, of I the show i think we all just being hardcore simpsons fans i think i feel like we just had very low expectations of it <laughs> yeah yeah so when, even though we had, because we had low expectations, even something that's all right or good, we're just heaping this amount of praise on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I do think, like I said, I do think the animation's awesome. As much, like, it's my favorite thing about the film. Like, it looks great. So there we go. Right. Okay, cool. So we are now at my number one. Your number one. Yeah. So this kind of ties in a little bit to the whole Ned and Bart thing. Um, so my number one choice is Marge's Goodbye Video to Homer. This actually made me cry. I'm not even I'm not even exaggerating. It actually made me cry. I just it's just Julie Kavner's delivery of it is just so heart wrenching. And just like You her, played she's right just, into their hands, Emma. Yeah, exactly. I'm I've done exactly what they wanted and just like it's just the way she goes well, I just, I just don't know anymore. And I'm just like, oh, me neither, I don't it's, know. It's a little bit, I know what you mean, it's almost like too hard. Like it's too... Um... I just think that because we've gone through at this point like almost 20 seasons of Homer being an absolute dickhead and Marge always just forgiven him because she loves him so much i mm. think this is sort of like oh shit he's gone too far mm. and you're just like oh wow like okay i mean i always knew deep down that it wouldn't be the end forever but just no, the way but she's it plays like it's so straight yeah the way she's just there's like, no humor in it i've put up with so much crap and now i'm at a point where i can't turn back anymore like you've You've just done it. You've done it. That's it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it makes, it's just so, it's beautiful. It's just so beautiful, but so heart-wrenching. And I am not afraid to admit that I cried. <laughs> not in the cinema. Well, when I first saw it, I didn't cry. But I do shed a tear or do get quite worked up and emotional when I watch it again. 
if I'm really well, they really wanted to make people cry with it. Yeah. So you, I mean, some some the criticism of it is that some people think it's too manipulative to the viewer. Like yeah. they're trying to make you cry. They really are. <laughs> it does work. Like it works on you. Yeah. Um, but I think like it's so it it gets to me more now because I'm obviously married with kids myself so i relate more to marjorie right. now than i ever have and mm-hmm. i've never been in a situation where i felt the way she feels but mm-hmm. i can almost sort of not pretend imagine but, uh, imagine yeah, a horrible I, future yeah. where you start feeling like that and it's yeah, yeah I, I, I see what you mean because yeah. because i relate to marge more now than i ever have i'm like oh shit like certain things happen and it Little, you just take on little bits, take on little bits, take on little bits. Then there's that one thing that breaks the camel's back, like that one piece of straw that breaks it, and that's it. You're done, and it's so real. And like you say, like I am that fool that they intended <laughs> to have. That so I am that one person that um that allowed them to get their paycheck that day because I'm that one oh, person. Oh, you're not the one. You're not the one person. This, this is effective for a lot of people. Yeah, no, but... There, a lot of people also pinpoint this as the point where they broke Julie Kavanagh's voice. Yeah. Because they made her do 100 takes of this no. scene. No. Yeah. I, to be honest with you, I was actually going to make a point of saying that her voice does annoy me slightly in certain parts of it, but I didn't know that, so I actually. Yeah. So uh, th- that's what this scene to me. Having learnt that in the space since I watched it the first time, watching this time, I was ready for that wedding video because I remembered it for yeah. the first time, and I was like, "Oh yeah," knowing what I know now. And when I'm watching it, I'm like, "God, she sounds." Yeah. They, they, they're wearing her down because Marge is supposed to be worn down. Yeah. But I'm just like, wow, f- no messing around. Judy Kavanagh sounds like she is worn down recording yeah. this. Like, yeah. Over the course of a day, they made her record the wedding dialogue hundred times that's mad and um <laughs> i think it shows on her voice in that scene yeah. um which is supposed to but also wow they they destroyed her they they broke her people who say marge's voice is is the one that's most in decline after these years because well, it's a pretty hard voice yeah. on, on your vocals uh that people pinpoint that as the moment they broke julie kavner <laughs> oh bless her <laughs> <laughs> you you can tell because I did think to myself like it you can her voice just sounds a bit weird but now knowing that I'm like oh I get it now yeah it sounds weird because it sounds like emotional she's finding it hard to say the things she's saying but she's no, obviously been crying but also in real life it actually yeah, does sound like she has done hundred takes of it as well though like yeah, if you, exactly like once you know it's like oh okay like that makes sense now but it's because they want they wanted you Emma they wanted the audience <laughs> to cry they really wanted to make everyone cry. And in doing so, they made poor Julie oh, Cameron cry. <laughs> I hope they gave her like good. I mean, obviously she got good money for it, but I hope they gave her just like here's a thousand bucks more just for <laughs> ruining your voice. You got a thousand bucks more than everyone else for that. Go and buy yourself yeah. a nice handbag. <laughs> go, go buy yourself a packet of strepsils. Oh God, bless her. <laughs> I mean, I woke up this morning and I had like I felt like oh I'm a bit run like a bit got a bit of a cold, a bit run down. And doing this mm. podcast, I mean, we've only been recording for an hour, and my throat is like hurts more now than when I was doing it 
when we first started. Just just us saying this is making I'm I'm actually just gonna run and get a glass of water. It's like exactly. drying my throat out. <laughs> so for poor Julie Kavanagh to to have done this a hundred times, like I really hope it was worth it. <laughs> well it was because I'm crying, but yeah. Okay, here goes. Homer. I've always stood up for you. People point out your flaws. I always say, well, sometimes you have to stand back to appreciate a work of art. (laughs) Way back. Lately, what's keeping us together is my ability to overlook everything you do. And I overlook these things because... Because? Well, that's the thing. I I just don't know how to finish that sentence anymore. So I'm leaving with the kids to help Springfield. And we're never coming back. And to prove to myself that this is the end, I taped this over our wedding video. Goodbye, homie. I'm back. I did run and get that glass of water. (laughs) It's funny because I usually record with a pint of drink, like squash or whatever, but I've only got like a smaller glass tonight and I've I've already drank it and I'm like... I always come with a tall glass of water and a cup of tea. I drink a cup of tea at the beginning when we're doing the intros and stuff and then I move on to my water throughout and I forgot my water had left it on the side. Oh no. So that's why I had to run and get it because I was like, yeah, I was talking about dry throats and things. I was like, oh yeah, where is my water? Oh yeah, in the other room. The funny thing is you actually left when you logged on because you said, I forgot my tea. Yeah, I know. And I forgot the water. So (laughs) terrible. Mm. So your number one is exactly what they wanted everyone's number one to be. Exactly. Unashamedly just, yeah, I'm that mark. I'm not even sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that it's my number one. Oh, I I am. uh, I'm a sucker for that kind of thing sometimes. Yeah. I I don't just, by the way, I'm not one of these people who's like, oh, I hate the wedding, the video, Marge's video. It's manipulative. For me, it's fine. Yeah. It does what it needs to do in the plot. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't get me like it got you. And then at the end, um, she she's like, and I recorded it over our wedding video. And then it's like the, why do birds? Oh yeah, suddenly, which is which is the callback that I was talking about as well. Yeah, yeah. From, oh, of course. Yeah, because right. that was when they like first met. It's their wedding song and, and their wedding uh, song. Yeah, yeah. It's, their, it's their song. Yeah, it's the. Uh, it's their song. Doorbell. It's the yeah. doorbell. Yeah. Da da da. Over here, over here. <laughs> Love it. Suddenly appear. Uh, <laughs> God. Outro music love, this I week. Love, I love the delivery <laughs> when she's doing the song in the shop. Right, okay. So, yeah, number one, Emma, you're a sucker. I am a sucker. That's fine. <laughs> I should have guessed that'd be your number one. Yeah. I am just a sucker for the romance, though. I was going to say, like, I love the fact that they gave Lisa a boyfriend. Well. My dad's not Bono. We'll talk about that in a second, actually, because I've got notes about that. But I've still got my one more. Okay. Um, Have you done your number one? My number one was the animation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went first. Um, And I'm going to separate our, you know, my number three was the same as your plus one. Yeah. I'll say my number three was The Return of Albert Brooks mm-hmm. and your your plus one is Why Not Scorpio? Yeah, <laughs> like okay, the, the yeah, plus, that's fine. The plus and negative side of that same point. Yeah. Just so we don't have the same 
Do we have, so we have nothing the same. Well, I actually kind wrote of. one more and then I literally just wrote Russ Cargill. I didn't write anything else. Mm-hmm. So, right. so you could be Russ Cargill. Why aren't you Scorpio? Why aren't you Scorpio? Yeah. So my plus one is Bart's penis. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you know what? My favourite line of this whole thing is bountiful penis. <laughs> <laughs> And thank the Lord for this bountiful penis. Penis. <laughs> Boys, before we eat, don't forget to thank the Lord for this bountiful <laughs> penis. Bountiful penis. Can I ask you in the cinema when you first saw Bart's penis, <laughs> what was your reaction? Because <laughs> I, I was pretty shocked. I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was pretty shocked. I actually really was. And do you know what I love about it? Like this is weird talk about a ten year old's penis, but well, that's I the love, thing. It's a ten year old. Is the oh, fact that it's drawn really bad? Like oh, it's, it's so it's juvenile. Like a, it's like a cartoon that you would have drawn when you was like fifteen. It's so juvenile. When I first saw it, I was my mouth. I my mouth dropped over like oh my god. Yeah, and then I was sure it was going to be a gag. I was sure he was going to come out and it was holding something that looks like that. But when he just came out and he's still naked, I was like, oh, that was actually just Bart's doodle. <laughs> Bart's doodle. I, I was uh, flabbergasted. And I st- and my memory of that, I was like, did they really? Or was it a gag? I didn't get it. And when I watched it again this time, I was like, no, it really was just as I remembered it. Just Bart's penis. An animated 10-year-old's penis is on the screen in this film Wholesome that's now on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of I do, I will say there are moments in the film where I'm like, oh, they're they're getting away with stuff they don't get away with in the show in this. Mm. They're um, being a bit cruder. Um, my examples I got here, and I'm not actually a fan of any of the others. The Bart's penis one, I do think that's funny. Yeah, it's like the it's like Ned's blurred out penis in the shower. I find that funny yeah. in the episode, even though some people hate it. I know some people hate it. I love this. it. <laughs> I think this is really funny. I think it's really funny they put a penis from, in this film. That's coming from two people who've spent half of our like podcast talking about Horny Marge. Yeah, but the, the, I don't like the other cruder bits because you've got um, Homer giving the finger oh, times yeah. two multiple times. I'm like, oh, that's a bit crude. Um, you see Otto actually smoking his bong. Uh, you see Bart, a child, actually drunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in, which they're not allowed to do in the show. There's all these um, things in the film where I'm like, oh, maybe that's a bit cruder than it would be in the thing. But the Bart's penis thing, I'm like, yeah, that's good. That's funny. <laughs> Time for the ultimate dare. I dare you to skateboard to Krusty Burger and back naked. I'll make it. Fourth base. The girls might see my doodle. Oh, I see. Then I hereby declare you chicken for life. I actually like that scene. Like, I feel like because it's so shocking and unexpected that it works. Mm, mm. But I also feel like it would have been funny if, like you say, like he would have come out with so- like holding something that looks like a penis. Like I feel like that would have been quite funny as well. Yeah, I thought it was going to... I was like, oh, well, that can't be what I think it is. That's going to be something else when it pops out the other side. No. Maybe they're thinking you're going you're, you're thinking it has to be something else. And when it isn't, you're like... It's just they're sort of doing the double bluff on you. It's I just still a can't shock value, isn't it? I still can't believe it's on there. And it is so crudely drawn and so silly looking. But still, like, there's nothing else it could be. It's only that. It's actually full frontal male, underage male nudity. 
Oh, when on you a say cartoon it, on Disney Plus. When you say it like that, it sounds awful. It's awful. I can't believe. It. I still can't believe it. It's on crude. Disney so Plus as well. Yeah. So that's my plus one. Just I've just written Bart's penis, or should I say Bart's doodle? Crazy. So there we go. So I've got some other stuff to talk about, but let's quickly recap our lists. Okay. So my number four is that they made a movie in 2D with all the cast and it isn't awful. Yep. My number three is The Return of Albert Brooks. My number two is The Relationship Between Ned and Bart, brackets, Hot Coco. <laughs> <laughs> and my number one is the animation, um, especially Homer's Epiphany, but yeah, just in general, the animation. Yep. And my plus one is Bart's Doodle. <laughs> okay, so my number four is the ending. My mm. number three is the callbacks to previous episodes. My mm. number two is the Native American epiphany scene. My mm-hmm. number one is Marge's Goodbye Video to Homer. And my one more is Russ Cargill. Why are you not Hank Scorpio? <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Uh, some good lists. Really good, solid lists. Yeah. I'm actually quite impressed that we were really positive yeah. throughout all of it. Yeah, and we really approach approach these lists in really similar ways. There's a good amount of like yeah. specific and general and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, a couple of things I wanted to to bring up. Um, talking of it being on Disney Plus, I got such a, a moment of joy uh, when the Mickey Mouse whilst, bit with the bra. Exactly, I'm yes. the mascot of an evil corporation. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's and they great. kept it I in because they could have yeah. cut it, but but they would have got such shit for cutting it because everyone would have noticed that they cut it. Yeah, that's true. So they, all they can do is take it. I don't know if would they let them slate them so much now because they do little jokes at Disney's expense now, but they don't feel so cutting as they used to be. Well, I I feel like they do because when they were obviously part of the Fox corporate, well, they are part, but when they were on Fox and things like that, they always used to rip the crap out of Fox. That's true. And then, and then I know that when they announced that they were that they were bought out by Disney, they did the whole like taking the piss out of themselves for being part of Disney. So yeah. I do think... They were wearing the Disney hats and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know, like... I think because we I haven't... don't think I don't think Disney would let them be as disrespectful to them as they were to Fox. Yeah. Disney don't have as much of a sense of humor about themselves as Fox. I don't think they have an image. Yeah, it's the wholesomeness that they want to mm. be perceived as. They they still want Simpsons to be their sort of like bad boy of their lineup, but also like boy easy now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I loved I loved hearing that I'm the mascot of an evil corporation. I'm the mascot of an evil corporation. <laughs> so oh yeah, I was going to talk about the B plots that I loved. Um, yeah. So I love the the Ned and Bart B plot is my favourite, but there's another two that I really love. My first one is really early in the film, and it's the Marge on the case when yeah. she's like sleuthing Grandpa's tongues basically it's like twisted tails and like ether. yeah i really love just like all these little scenes of marge like trying to crack the case yeah i love it as well and it's like so that she, i really like where she has like the the magnets on the fridge yeah, as yeah. like the yeah and then it's like yeah. um what's his name comic book guy comes over and oh, yeah. it's just like <laughs> thanks for coming over Thanks for giving me your pregnancy pants. Never known comfort like this. So yeah, no, that's, that's yeah, a I good, like that. 
And the other one is the one you mentioned, which is um, Lisa's Lisa's boyfriend. boyfriend, yeah. Yeah, so what Colin. do you think about that? So I actually quite like it. Um, I like the plot. I think it's very sweet. Yeah, and I like the way that they sort of just, it's just peppered in. It's not like in your no. face. But I love the bit, I was going to mention it, I love the bit at the end where um, everyone's like just sort of reliving like, they're coming out of the dome and stuff and um, yeah. Lisa's trying to look for Colin and then Millhouse is there and it's like, oh, I'm really sorry, Lisa. <laughs> he died. He t- <laughs> he told me to hold her hand and then he's talking in this Irish accent and then Colin's literally right behind him. Like, it's yeah. hilarious. I think it's it's very sweet. It's very, again, I like it when they write Lisa at the age she actually is. So that yeah. is like, it really felt like first time she's first boyfriend sort of stuff like when they meet up again at the end and they hold hands and she's like oh sorry my hands are sweaty it's very realistic and like the little laugh and very sweet yeah Yeah, that delivery is very realistic and sweet Uh, do you know i love the bit where he's outside the dome and she's inside and he writes the music on the dome and because because lisa is like a music nerd she's like da 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 like because yeah, she yeah. can read music and i just love that because it's just like so um genuine to her character like that's exactly what lisa would do he's pure gold for once in your life be cool so is your name as pretty as your face oh <laughs> you okay there <laughs> They really tapped into a heart of each character that I, of the main characters that I love in this film, in the show. Like, I like that Marge being proactive. Like, if we can feel how she cracks the case in the monorail episode and when she becomes a cop and all that stuff, she's in her element with that stuff. So when she's on the case, it feels true to her character. Yeah. Um, and then Lisa, you've got this, like, you know, sweet, bashful girl, can't talk to guys, you've got references to her, like, music nerdness and things like that um but you've got his like undercurrent of vulnerability that he actually has which is written with him and ned like they really get in deep with like the the minutiae of the characters in a way which i was i really was happy with like this late in the run of the show is running for that 20 years but when they wrote the film they really got those bits about the character right yeah which i don't think people really give the film enough credit for them these little bits about the character they got so right yeah, but even like Marge, who we say that like, some of her sort of the way she's portrayed in certain episodes is really problematic. Mm. I feel like in this episode, you get a good mixed grab bag of all different types yeah. of her personality. Do, so yeah. like you get Marge where she's like being a sleuth at the beginning and then you get sort of like um, horny Marge. Uh, yeah. Oh, horny. When they're just about to, you know, do oh, it yeah, in front yeah. of the animals, you get um, you get housewife Marge. Like, there's all these different levels to Marge. And yeah. it, she's a really good example of them being true to her character and the characters in general. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I do think they got them right. Um, Lisa and Marge and Bart, them three have those sort of three B-plots. And they're all... They're, none of them take the centre stage at any time. They're all very obviously like little B-plots like you would get in an episode, but spring yeah. film, but they're all really well done. They're not like throwaway. They've all got like a really nice, solid, true-to-the-character B-plot, which I really like. Yeah. 
I agree. Um, and then the other thing I've got on my likes list, my favourite joke in the film, weirdly, the one that made me cackle. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> it's um, it's when they're like phone tapping and when it cuts to the where they're phone tapping, the guy goes, the government actually found someone we're looking for. And everyone starts cheering. That bit, <laughs> everyone's just reaction, his delivery of that really made me laugh. Hey, everybody, I found one. The government actually found someone we're looking for. Yeah, baby, yeah. I love that. Yay. That was my. That was the bit that made me laugh the most. Actually, weirdly. It, I also like the bit of. Um, I don't even know if it's supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger or if it's supposed to be like McBain, but like where he's like president and he's like, "I was elected to read." Uh, no, what is it? I was elected to lead, not to read. Not to read. That okay is that's what annoys me the fact that it's Schwarzenegger. Why yeah. isn't it McBain in yeah. the Simpsons universe? It's McBain. He is basically yeah. Schwarzenegger. Why is it President Schwarzenegger? It really irritates me. It would make sense <laughs> if they had actual Arnold Schwarzenegger as a guest voice. I'd have taken that as a guest. Yeah, fun, yeah. fun guest, and he's the president in it. But soon as they didn't, and they're just doing the McBain voice, why isn't it just President McBain? Really bugs me. That's a really good point, actually. I never really thought of it like that. They could have just... Yeah, yeah. no, that, that bugged me the first time and it still bugged me. And I'm just like, you should have made it President McBain unless you had Arnold voicing it. It should because have been McBain. Because the, the joke there is obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted to be president. He was the governor yeah. of California. And like it was yeah. almost like a pre-Trump joke where, oh, like someone in the the entertainment industry there's no way that he could become president and then obviously it happened so us looking at it in 2021 versus watching it in 20 uh 20 um 07 mm. like back in the day it would have been like ha 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 but now that actually was reality so mm-hmm. the joke would have been exactly the same if it was McBain. Should so, have been McBain. Yeah. I don't understand it why it wasn't. It doesn't change the joke by having McBain. It might have been the like new audiences thing though. They're like, who's McBain? Oh, if they're yeah, like, maybe. oh, just make it President Schwarzenegger, they'll forget the joke of it. Yeah, being but funny. even yeah, but even then it's like it's obvious that it's a poking the fun out of Schwarzenegger. And that I was know, McBain's that's what I mean. point. It feels weird that Schwarzenegger and McBain exist in the same universe when McBain yeah. is just base it's like Dredderick Tatum and um Mike Tyson. Yeah, exactly. Both being real in The Simpsons. But there anyway, we go. yeah. Mr. President. Yeah. That is me. Pollution in Springfield has reached crisis levels. Ugh, I hate this job. Everything's crisis decent, end of the world that. Nobody opens with a joke. I miss Danny DeVito. You want a joke, huh? Stop me if you've heard this one. Ah! Look at those angry eyes and giant teeth. It's like Christmas at the Kennedy compound. You know, sir, when you made me head of the EPA, you were applauded for appointing one of the most successful men in America to the least successful agency in government. And why did I take the job? Because I'm a rich man who wanted to give something back. Not the money, but something. So here is our chance to kick some ass for Mother Earth. I'm listening. Well, I've narrowed your choices down to five unthinkable options. Each will cause untold misery. I pick number three. You don't even want to read them first? I was elected to lead, not to read. Number three. Jodoric Tatum showing up in this film. That's oh, no. well. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a random one to bring back. Um, so, yeah, that, that annoys me. Oh, yeah, going back to the Lisa and Colin thing. Does Colin come back in the show? 
Not that I'm aware of. That's the one thing I was just like, so the film ends of them walking into the sunset together and then by the next episode, he's just never acknowledged again. Yeah, let's have a look. I'm going to quickly Google it. Oh, no, he's in another episode. He then oh, appeared. Wow. Yeah, he then appeared to Lisa's delight and they walked off together in, to get some ice cream whilst holding hands. Lisa hadn't mentioned him ever since, implying that the two of them broke up sometime between the movie and he loves to fly and he does, which is obviously another episode. However, they still appear to be friends. He has made one reappearance, being seen as a member of the rec centre art class. So, uh, So they do kind of a bit of an Alison Taylor with him. Like yeah. he's a background yeah. kid at school with isn't really um, yeah okay. Uh, they always do this with Lisa. Give her like cool side characters and who then, she um, could yeah who you could do a lot yeah. of storylines with. And they just yeah. appear in the background and then yeah yeah. Okay. All right, that's kind of what I thought. So I was right. Yeah, Emma. Yes. What's your opinion of Spider Pig? Spider Pig, Spider Pig does whatever a spider pig does. Can he swing? From a web. No, we can't. He's a pig. Look out. He is a spider pig. Oh. <laughs> we're an right. hour 20 in and neither of us mentioned spider pig, which is the main thing everyone references from this film. So do you know what? I used to really like spider pig early right. on. But for me, it's like they've killed it. It's like too much. Like It was so overdone. Yeah. I mean, it's like... You watch The Simpsons and you think, oh, yeah, like spider pig. Like, And sometimes I do actually say it myself. Like if there's a, a pig and we go to a zoo and there's a pig or whatever, and I'm like, spider pig, <laughs> spider pig. But like I'm, yeah, I, I don't really care for him now. Like if you used to say to me, do no. you like him, yes or no, I'm a bit like, no, not really. I, I, I never really got the whole spider pig thing. Anyway, Bob, he's not a spider pig. He's Harry Plopper. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I love, I do really like the Hans Zimmer version of the Spider Pig song where it gets all orchestral. Spider Pig? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that actually got into like the Irish music charts or something. No way. <laughs> something, somewhere, some, something weird like that. That's um, so funny. I didn't make a note of it, but I read it somewhere like that. Got kind of in the top 10 of some, it might have been Ireland, like Let's have somewhere a look. in the world that got into the charts. Spider Pig by Hans Zimmer. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Spider Pig was released as a single and peaked at number 23 in the UK singles charts. Oh, there you go. So, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't quite top 10, but still 23 for like a song that's about a minute long, if that. That's, that's um, mad. It's quite funny. It's the one time I've been proud of being from the UK. Yeah. <laughs> what? But what about like when Crazy Frog got to number one? Oh, God. Yeah, that, that undoes everything. A ring, ding, 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 ring, ding, ding, ding. Outro music this week. <laughs> I am the crazy frog. Um, I will be using the Hans Zimmer Spider Pig as the outro music, I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the other stuff I've got written down, we talked about Nick being dead, um, the wedding video. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we've covered all, all my stuff. I, I, I will say uh, the score I'm not crazy about. I know not. I, I, I like um, the Spider Pig Hans Zimmer version, but the actual score in general, I find a little bit too cartoony in this yeah it's not it's a little bit more cartoony than the tv show it's like less cinematic it's very cartoony. yeah it, it could have been better I, I will give you that but i don't i haven't really thought about it before it's so probably not very distracting yeah for most people but i just i just noticed it this time around that's all uh but yeah not not like that bad just i found it yeah. a little bit too cartoony 
but yeah, I think I think I've covered all my notes. What's your stance on the whole like the angle that they took with the whole pollution and that kind of side of things? Does it bother um, you or is it like it was a bit of a lazy storyline or do you like it? No, it's fine. I'm not like, yeah. I don't think it's amazing, but I don't think it's terrible. It's fine. It does the job and it yeah. gets Lisa and Homer at Where they ends, need to be. Uh, yeah, odds at the yeah. beginning, which is always like a good hook to get something started when you bat Homer and Lisa against each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. So like, I don't, I don't hate it, but I don't like, it is what it is. And the dome as an idea is fine. Like, I don't think it's amazing, but it's not terrible. It's like, yeah, that's a, that's a fine big idea for a, a film plot. Like, they did blocking out the sun. What else can they do that would affect the whole town? Yeah, yeah, that works. It's a kind of a reference to the Stephen King book, Under the Dome. Yeah. Um, which is the same idea. So, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's it, really. Yeah, I, I, I did enjoy watching it again after all these years, uh, more Good. than I thought I would. It kind of, I, I relived the experience in the cinema, like, I'll watch that. Yeah, that was better than I thought it would be, and then I'll rewatch that. Yeah, that was better than I remembered it being. <laughs> like, it was just, so, it's all right, it's a solid, like, six out of ten for me. So, our recommendation of the week is the Simpsons movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah. if you, as a listener, are like Bob and haven't watched the Simpsons movie since it came out in the cinema... Give it another watch because you might be pleasantly surprised. Even if you I think if they've it. listened to this whole episode and not watched the film since it came out, <laughs> they might be tempted to because we've talked yeah. a lot of sugar about it. I've talked a yeah. lot of good stuff about something that I think's like all right. Like there's that. Yeah. There is enough of that good stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, and if you uh, if you do love the movie or not, tell me. Uh, yeah, tell you can us. contact us. It's four and one more pod at gmail.com or you can go to four and one more.com and contact through there. You can also talk to me on Twitter. I'm at Bob Shoy. That's at B O B S H O Y. And Emma is also on Twitter. I am indeed. So I'm on Twitter as at Emma Varina, which is at E M M A O E N A. And Emma also runs the Instagram page. I do indeed. So if you go over to Instagram and just type in four and one more, um, our logo will come up and you'll find all our interesting, interesting content. Um, To be fair, I have been slacking, but I am trying to post more than I have been recently. So I'm getting there. But yeah, well, it will, normal business will resume where I just post memes. <laughs> or quotes. <laughs> That's what everyone's really there for. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and if you do enjoy this podcast and are interested in any of the other things I work on, you can go to my personal website, which is bobshoy.com, B-O-B-S-H-O-Y.com. Uh, you can see other shows I work on as part of the Bob Shoy Podcast Network, uh, Weird Tales and the Unexplainable, Five Minute Folklore, which is now just finished. I finally put together a final episode. Oh, my God. It will be out by the time this episode goes up. It actually releases tomorrow as of the day we're recording. Oh, yay. Um, and, I've, yeah, I've got other ideas in the works, possibly, depending on how my study's going. But, yeah, keep an eye on there. You might like some of my other stuff. And if you do like my other stuff, you can support my time researching, editing, hosting this, as well as all those things at Patreon dot com slash popshoy now emma oh my god we've only got one episode left oh my <laughs> I god i just realized that's so scary i was like what are we doing next week it's the final episode Woo! it's just gonna be a bit of a grab bag isn't it yeah i thinking of doing revelations okay so it's um so we're gonna go through the bible and <laughs> no we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna do our four and one more things that this time through have really stood out to us yeah 
I love that. Why we keep going back or what new discoveries or why what's so great or things that have held up or just things that this time... Just a the retrospect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we we'll also that. talk about, our, like you, you suggested, we do our favourite episode from every series, a rundown, season yep. one to ten, just like top, yep. top number one from series one to ten or one to eleven, whatever we decide. Yeah. Um, and, oh, I did have another idea, but can I remember it? No. Um, <laughs> Surprise! Yeah, we're just next gonna, week. we're gonna talk about. Yeah, we're gonna talk about, and I guess just like look back over the series of this this podcast series, and um, yeah, I guess see if our top fours of all time have changed, and yeah, just have a look back at, at everything. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so that should be fun, and there'll be plenty of bountiful penises. <laughs> yeah, and who knows? We might come up with other ideas until then, but for now, at least. Four more more revelations and our favourite episodes from every series as a retrospective, um, and and that will be it. And we'll always also yeah. be saying goodbye, and uh, we'll be making our own wedding video speeches, and everyone's <laughs> going to be crying, and our voices are going to give in. And <laughs> Bob is like going to be like a little mini Hitler, and he's going to make me record it a hundred times in one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I am that outro is not good enough. <laughs> Get I, wanna, back I don't on. want not a dry eye in the house. <laughs> not many people. <laughs> We're crying. You need to record it again. I want people pulling in on the lay-by on the drive to work, listening to it <laughs> to dry their eyes. <laughs> yeah. But until then, uh, please, everyone, uh, pardon my galoshes and um, enjoy some very dramatic spider pig. By Hans Zimmer. Ciao. Bye-bye. Love you lots. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.